Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hi everyone, Om Shanti. Welcome to The Next Normal in collaboration with America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We are delighted to welcome our very special guest because he's all about quantum activism, quantum physics, quantum science and spirituality. Very, very rarely we ever meet a scientist that actually has a heart in terms of the connection to God and spirituality because they tend to be very, very research oriented and very much on the ground which is also good. In addition to that, to actually have a scientist that is willing to go beyond that and to even acknowledge the power of thinking and the power of God, I think it's a great gift. So let me introduce my very dear friend before I get him on air. Dr. Amit Goswami is a retired professor of physics from the University of Oregon. While researching the area of quantum physics, he discovered that when quantum physics is formulated within the metaphysics of qualified non-dualism, as in Indian Vedanta, questions regarding meaning are immediately resolved. His work thus integrates science and spirituality, and this work has culminated in the most recent book of his, The Physician's Valentina Onisir, with actually the physician Valentina Onisir, Quantum Spirituality. But in 2009, he started a movement called Quantum Activism which continues to gain ground even till today. And in 2018, together with his collaborations, he established quantum activism, Vishwa Layam. It's an institution of transformative education in India based on quantum science and the primary of consciousness. Dr. Koswami is the author of numerous books, most notably The Self-Aware Universe, Physics of the Soul, and God is Not Dead. He was also featured in the award-winning film, What the Bleep Do You Know? and documentaries with the Dalai Lama. Please welcome Dr. Amit Goswami to Next Normal. My sweet brother, Om Shanti, very warm welcome to have you on the Next Normal today. Thank you, Sister Jenna. Delighted to be here with you. I'm going to get right into it. Your book, God is Not Dead, is a big eye-opener. And nowadays, I feel in my own heart, Amit Bhai, that I wish the world would think of God more. Do you think they are, number one? Number two, how can physics, especially quantum physics, maybe be a tool to help us to make that connection? Yes, both are wonderful questions. So God is misunderstood. This is the problem. God has that image in many people's minds, especially in the Christian world, a white-bearded guy, I'm sure that image stuck because Jesus said, my father and I are one, so it is a father figure. Jesus' father forgot to be white, etc., etc. And this image has so influenced people that literally, as you know very well in the history of science, 
people thought that God lives in one of the star systems in outer space. And this belief that God and this entire domain of heaven where God lives is outer space was easy to refute. And of course, Newton's work really did refute it to the satisfaction of every reasonable person. And then what is the sophisticated way of looking at it? Sophistication is right there. People know the word. For example, in Christianity, the actual definition uses adjectives like omniscient, omnipresent. Now, if you hear the word omnipresent, immediately it becomes clear that what really the popular language has done is a caricature. How can a bearded old guy sitting on a throne also can be omnipresent? So this omnipresence is now covered in quantum physics finally, that omnipresence means a oneness. And this oneness, of course, is the message for all Eastern traditions, including that of Brahma Kumaris. This oneness indeed is what is called qualified non-dualism, which allows for the oneness to manifest as subject and object. Without any qualification, non-dualism question of manifestation is very difficult to include. And since science is more dependent on what is going on in the manifest world, because this is what we directly can observe. So therefore, qualified non-dualism, this oneness as a domain of reality, which is outside of space and time, is the way that Eastern traditions and Christianity also if you look incisively, are telling us. The problem was, scientists became convinced since Newton that it is all just one space and time. Quantum physics has shown with no ambiguity that there is a domain of reality outside of space and time because in that domain, things can be one. They can communicate instantly. This cannot happen in the domain of manifestation because Einstein proved relativity. Everybody knows communication takes a finite amount of time. It takes a signal. But in that domain, this communication, non-locality, does not require a signal. And that is the key. What is quantum activism? What we preach is that people start experiencing non-locality. Quantum physics gives us another phenomenon, which is quantum leap this continuous movement, and make your relationship into a quantum relationship where you are not hierarchical with the other person, where you respect the other person and you make a circle with the other person in terms of who gets to dominate whom, namely nobody. Both are co-creating their relationship constantly. So in this way, quantum physics really tells us not only that there is a transcendent domain, not only that there is spirituality, not only that there is oneness, but also how we can connect to that oneness. We cannot connect because we become too stuck in the locality, in the space and time reality. We cannot connect because we become too me-centered. We cannot connect because we cannot have creativity in our life, quantum leap. We cannot connect because we tend to be simple hierarchical with people. We tend to dominate them or we feel inferior to them. We never have this idea that no relationship can be two ways. It can be circular. It can be full of respect for each other. This is the problem.
And this is unfortunately, I just published another book called The Quantum Brain, where we have pointed out that sadly, evolution has given us a brain which makes us kind of close. So until, unless we learn to tame the brain with processes such as meditation, the brain dominates us and the brain kind of works this way in a very conditioned patterns and all that. Jump in here and break down a little bit of what I'm receiving from your sharing in simplistic language for some folks who might be wondering a little bit more about what was just told. You know, in the teachings of the Brahma Kumaris, we talk a lot about soul consciousness versus body consciousness. So when you talk about that localized energy, I look at it from the body conscious language that you're so limited in your view of yourself and who you are and what you do in life. But when you tap into that higher realm, that quantum level of looking at yourself, you tap into soul awareness. And is it that God is somewhere living out there in the universe? Or is God actually a consciousness that if you tap into the energy of God's light, which I would say, can you imagine how it will expand your consciousness and the way that you would live your life? Now, my question to you from what you've shared is, does ego ever come into the whole exploration of quantum physics where sometimes I gain very powerful insights in my meditations and they feel so vast, Amit Bhai, and when I'm out of the meditation, I find myself going into the kitchen and getting a glass of water or making a cup of tea or something or sitting with somebody it just seems like I become so localized, you know, I become just very human. Any ideas to how we can continue to bring that awakened level of consciousness into action? In the Brahma Kumaris, we call it Karma Yoga. We bring the awareness of soul consciousness and God consciousness in getting the water and drinking the water and talking to people. But sometimes you get localized. You become body conscious and you disconnect the vastness of your quantum abilities. Tell us a little bit, is there a way that we can bring that awakened consciousness more into our physical life? Mr. Jenner, where science is really making some very, very wonderful progress. It is also built into the brain, the way to get out of this brain domination of who we are. Yes, brain gives us very localized sense of self, Indeed, experiments show that when you do a task, like you mentioned, making tea, then while you do the task, your task-related areas of the brain are active. And of course, task is not continuous. In between tasks, whenever you are not doing anything, brain seems to be active only in a little self-agency area. So indeed, we become very identified with this little me, this me that cannot expand, this me that do not feel one with another person, cannot love, cannot be open for truth and so forth. This is what we become because the brain automatically takes us there. So what we have to do, fortunately, brain also tells us that. The expansion that you regularly get into because you are a long-time meditator, that expanded state, that is, of course, you call it soul, we call it quantum self. Just to give it a scientific name, we fall into that quantum self. Is that what's giving us that cosmic expansion? How do we do that? Brain itself is giving us the hint. Between the quantum self and the ego, we have a zone that we call pre-conscious. 
This pre-conscious zone is normally unconscious in people because normally they are totally connected with the local self. But as we meditate, we can gradually learn to enter into the pre-conscious zone. As we enter in the pre-conscious zone, there is more and more frequent encounter with the quantum self. This is why meditation relaxes us. Although we are not directly identifying that moment where we fell into quantum self, because we are not that aware yet. However, after a meditation, not everyone, but most people feel relaxed. Why? Because they did fall into quantum self unknown to themselves. They were not aware of it totally, but that relaxation is giving them a hint that you were bigger than what you normally are. And that's why your tension went away. But these quantum leaps do not come to just meditation. Meditation is a process of being. You have to complement that by doing. We have to bring in that curiosity. We have to bring in that seeking in the vocabulary. I must seek God. I must seek truth. I must seek wholeness. That seeking generates vital energy. And that vital energy is very crucial. This uh, activates what we call energy centers in the body called chakras. This energy aspects is very important. Otherwise, we cannot sustain the practice that is needed for realizing God, realizing oneness. But if we do, then it, the journey is very clear. We enter the preconscious with better and better success. And then one day we arrive at a place where just a little effort, looking at a flower, Looking at somebody's face with love will get us into that twilight zone that normally is twilight for people, but for awakened people, that's where they live. So it's not that hard anymore because we have discovered how the science actually is working, how the brain works, how to overcome the brain's domination over us, meditation, creative process. This is all clear using quantum science. So we really have made some progress. So it is only a question of attracting attention. And this is a hard issue because media is so taken by materialism and conspiracy theory. That's the other side of it. What media is doing is just so abominable. Rational, we understand. Spirituality has always been complained that is non-rational. And science rejected the non-rational. What happened? Now people are accepting irrational instead. So the science bargained for, okay, we are going to banish non-rational because materialism is the only rational thing. And what happened? People actually cannot accept materialism either. So what did they do? They run to this irrational conspiracy theory. So we really have done a number on ourselves in our society and culture all over the world. How to come out of it? Well, thankfully, you know, you are there, I am there, many others are there. David Hawking, a psychologist, says 15% of us are already looking for the right answers, and I'm there for the world can change. Well said. Thank you so much for that. As we continue to navigate during these times, I think a lot of us are doing what you call quantum self-searching. <laughs> we call soul-searching. There are a lot of things that we are coming to realize about ourselves. What are you realizing about you lately? Well, 
you know this experience that I had back in 1976, the experience of oneness was followed by something that for a long time became the driving force of my life. Because for entire two days, I experienced what can only be called cosmic love. The, there is a proverb in Sanskrit, Udara charitanang tu vasudhaivaktumbakam. What it means is that the world becomes family to the person who is open-minded. That's what it felt like, those two days. And then it went away. But it became a quest for me. Can one actually do that? And fairly recently, about six years ago, and thanks to my intimate relationship, this thing could not happen without wives. So I arrived at a place where I could love people unconditionally. And, you know, these things are not to be said aloud very much because people misunderstand. But this capacity that I experienced for only two days, now I can experience much longer periods of time. I'm not saying that I won't be contracted sometimes. Yes, I do get contracted. But much of my time, I can live in expanded consciousness. And this has been a blessing because, you know, I am 84 and doing a lot of stuff, teaching this PhD master's program in quantum activism, Vishala, which is a major amount of work. And Valentina, my co-author in this book, Quantum Spirituality, and I virtually teach the entire curriculum. We have some helpers. They play only minor roles at this stage. And that requires a lot of coordination, memory, and all this. And so I am at a very good place where what is required happens. So I'm very grateful. Congratulations. That's a good place to be in. Nowadays, I think love is the real important energy that's needed in all of our lives to really be unified and to feel that oneness. It's just that it slips in and out, you know. Instead of the love comes the attachment, and then with the attachment comes the conditions, and then we have to go back into the quantum self. We have to find our way back into the soul conscious belief system, experience, reality of who we really are. We have to get back to our Om Shanti, I am peace, and then connect to God, you know, and really pull that remembrance and that power of love so we can be more one with each other. You know, division comes because we're not in that place. We're so much in that fear mode, so we keep fighting and struggling with each other. Dr. Kuzwami, thank you again for being with us and for offering your wisdom. Do you have any closing remarks that you'd like to offer our audience? The closing comment is going to be very mundane and a little bit self-serving because I do want to tell people that what you heard is what we actually teach quantum activism Vishalayam. We are affiliated with University of Technology in Jaipur in cooperation with them. This is a fully affiliated university in India. We give master's and PhD in quantum science of health, prosperity, and happiness. So if you are interested in the Brahma Kumari traditions, any spiritual tradition or religious traditions, they're all compatible with the quantum worldview. And please check us out. My website is amitgoswami.org, A-M-I-T-G-O-S-W-A-M-I.org. And thank you, Sister Jenna, for making this possible. 
that was not self-serving at all. That was a gift. Thank you so much. (laughs) All the very best. All right, everyone. Again, we have received such wisdom, such jewels of knowledge from another one of our dear friends, the great Dr. Amit Goswami. For more information on his work and his school and the PhD program or master's programs that he's teaching on physics, do visit him at amitgoswami.org for more information. Let them know that you heard about us too on the next normal. We would love for him to give us a little thumbs up. So as we navigate during this time, so many of us are going through various emotions, changes, transitions. So with all of that being said, and with the world and life that continues to unfold, may I just invite you to consider yourself constantly to be a peaceful being and your only focus or attention that you really need to pay mostly throughout the day is are you remembering God? Are you remembering the divine? Are you in link with the source where that energy of love and light is flowing through you and you can make impossible things possible because of your energy expanding? You know, I'm thinking a lot about our daddy Janki who passed away in 2020 of March 27th and even though she's not here with us, I just have to say there's been magical, real experiences of her soul still doing service. From the inauguration of the stamp to the tribute and the dedication of her life that was done by the Brahma Kumaris in UK, all the lives that she has touched. I have told everyone if it wasn't for Daddy Janki, I wouldn't be a Brahma Kumari. I wouldn't even be here in front of you today. What was in her quantum field? that could elevate hundreds of thousands of people to believe in a higher sense of themselves. I want to learn that. I want to tap into that understanding. And she will always say, it was because of God. It was because of Baba. I wouldn't have been able to see myself if I didn't see the divine. So on that note, we end with lots of love and good wishes and wish you lots of understanding. Om Shanti. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. When I was asked by Sacred Stories Publishing to write a book on mystical divine experiences, initially I said no, those are too private. But then when they came back again to urge me to do it, I said, why not? It'll be of service because over 25 co-authors would would be joining me on this journey to share their own experiences. In meditation, intimate experiences with the divine through contemplating practices, you will read stories from our co-authors of a heartfelt clarity about a father's death giving his son a new life. You will hear the story of a woman embracing her wounded inner child and healing herself. You will even hear stories about an inexplicable medical miracle and so much more. This book has a life of its own. You will learn how listening to your inner silence can help you overcome life obstacles and reclaim your spiritual power. I hope that you'll be able to dive deep into this and maybe even explore your own mystical and divine experiences for your life to change, for your life to become one that is completely full and rich of everything good. Enjoy, and thank you for looking into meditation, intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. Of who I am, 
Rice Alley Restaurant wishes you happy holidays. Located at 6838 Piedmont in Gainesville, Virginia. We're a family-owned restaurant and offer authentic Asian cuisine and sushi. Come, savor our delicacies made with love and enjoy the perfect ambiance. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.